Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori, and uh, just looking at some of the things that are going on, I know lately we've looked at some of the things uh, going on in politics. Uh, this is also something going on in politics, but also something going on in the church. And today we have with us a special guest, uh, my first special guest on the show, uh, Pastor Bill Hughes of Truth Triumphant Ministries, same ministry. And um, today we're going to be talking about the environmental movement or climate change. And the reason why I wanted to focus in on some of this stuff is because I think that this is going to become a lot more prevalent in the near future. If you take a look at some of the things that the papacy has done, some of the plans of Biden and things like that, this could be some of the things that we can see in the future uh, that might have an impact towards the Sunday law. So before we begin, I actually wanted to start off with a video just showing how scientific all of this stuff actually is. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the late 1970s, I have a video here called Ice Age Scare 1979 with Leonard Nimoy. And that's uh, Leonard Nimoy, the guy who played Spock. And um, of course, if you're going to have uh, fake science, you might as well have a fake scientist. So interesting Back in the 1970s, for those of you who remember, it wasn't global warming, it was global cooling that was the issue. So, so let's take a listen. The data shows that average temperatures in the Arctic have fallen dramatically over the last 30 years. In most locations, the drop has been about 2 degrees centigrade. At that rate, the descent to ice age temperatures could take less than 200 years. It is not only the lonely Arctic that has cooled. The whole northern hemisphere is growing steadily colder. There is little doubt that someday the ice will return. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. So very interesting, and they're saying, they're saying that the leading scientists are saying this. And of course, what do they talk about now? They talk about the exact opposite. Um, so as we begin, Pastor Hughes, thank you for coming on the show. It's always good to do something with you, Cody. I love it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, so first question is, what is the papacy's role in climate change ish in this climate change issue? And uh, where is he intending to lead it, do you think? Well, you know, Cody, um, more and more what I what I'm seeing, and I know you are as well, that uh, the papacy is just coming right out in your face with, with what their plans are and where they're taking things. And of course, we can know, Cody, the, the truthfulness of their claim because the great controversy backs it up. Um, in, in the encyclical, not the recent one uh, about unity and, and ecumenism. Fratelli Tutti, yeah. Right. But the, uh, the one that Francis came out with in 2015 called Laudato Si, uh, Francis tied together real, real clearly, Cody, the connection of, you know, saving the environment 
and uh, dealing with all the climate change. And, and he brought it out very clearly and he connected it with his ultimate goal with his climate change movement, and that is Sunday. Um, in the encyclical, it's uh, the paragraph number 237. This is what Francis said. He said, on Sunday, our participation in the Eucharist has special importance. Sunday, like the Jewish Sabbath, is meant to be a day which heals our relationships with God, with ourselves, with others, and with the world. Sunday is the day of the resurrection, the first day of the new creation, whose first fruits are the Lord's risen humanity, uh, the pledge <coughs> of the final transfiguration of all created reality. In this way, Christian spirituality incorporates the value of relaxation and festivity. Uh, we tend to demean contemplative rest as something unproductive and unnecessary, but this is to do away with the very thing which is most important about work, its meaning. Uh, rest opens our eyes to the larger picture, gives us renewed sensitivity to the rights of others, and so the day of rest, centered on the Eucharist, sheds its light on the whole week, and motivates us to greater concern for nature and the poor. Wow. So we see clearly that, that Francis is connecting climate change. He's uh, connecting saving the earth, saving the environment with Sunday and the Eucharist. So, and this, this dovetails, it, it's a fulfillment of something that Ellen White said uh, would happen down at the end of time in her masterpiece, her classic, The Great Controversy. Because in Great Controversy, pages 589 and 590, she talks about the fact that Satan works through the elements to garner his harvest of unprepared souls. He has studied the secrets of the laboratories of nature. He uses all his power to control the elements as far as God allows. Uh, she goes on. While appearing to be the, uh, while appearing to the children of men as a great physician who can heal all their maladies, he will bring disease and disaster until populous cities are reduced to ruin and desolation. Even now he is at work in accidents and calamities by sea and by land, uh, great conflagrations, fierce tornadoes, terrific hailstorms, tempests, floods, cyclones, tidal waves, earthquakes in every place and in a thousand forms, Satan is exercising his power. He sweeps away the ripening harvest. He imparts to the air a deadly taint Mm -hmm. and thousands perish by the pestilence. And right in that context, where the devil is creating these natural disasters, then Great Controversy ties the climate, climate change, natural disasters, and it says, and then the great deceiver will persuade men that those who serve God are causing these evils. 
the class that have provoked the displeasure of heaven will charge all their troubles upon those whose obedience to God's commandments is a perpetual reproof to transgressors. It will be declared that men are offending God by the violation of the Sunday Sabbath. Um, and that those who present the claims of the fourth commandment are troublers of the people, preventing their restoration to divine favor and temporal prosperity. So we see clearly how the devil is creating natural disaster. Uh, Francis, within that framework, is talking about how we need to save the environment. And ultimately, the way to save the environment, according to the devil and Francis, is to get back to Sunday. Pretty simple stuff. Well, that's that's very interesting. And if I could add a quote to that from, uh, this is from Gary H. Ka. This is uh, the third installment of his uh, of his book on this particular topic. The first one was in route to global occupation. This one's called the New World Religion. But right um, right along with what you're saying, and it's interesting, the devil himself is using the Hegelian dialectic there. Mm -hmm. um, by cause, exactly. being the cause of the problem and also providing the solution. Absolutely. <laughs> but here's, this is from page 142, and this is a quote from uh, Gorbachev uh, of the, from the State of the World Forum, September 27th through October 1st in 1995. Uh, the, I'll tell you when the quote starts from uh, Gorbachev, but it starts out this way. Throughout the forum, Gorbachev shared glimpses of his vision for uniting the planet. He clearly stated his intentions of using humanity's concern over the environment to, to strategically further his world government agenda. Revealing his motivation, he declared, quote, this is Gorbachev, the environmental crisis is the cornerstone for the new world order. There you go. So... They're using the environment as the issue to bring about their new world order, which is really an old world order, uh, where all of the nations are subservient to the papacy. And, of course, what gets attacked in the process, uh, every freedom that this country in America has ever stood for, and in the end, God's law, which Absolutely. is the ultimate target. Absolutely, Cody. And what's interesting about all that, and I think uh, food for thought for the listeners, is that Satan, um, he has his people throughout the world. He's trying to, to get control of the entire world. He wants every inhabitant on earth to be damned. That's his goal. He doesn't mm -hmm. want 8 billion people on their way to heaven. He wants 8 billion people as his subjects under his full control and full power at all times. So the deceptions that we're going to see down at the end of times, they're not for the atheists. They're not for the people that are running around murdering people and committing riots. He already has those people. The deceptions that we expect, the, the goal, the prize of Satan would be to deceive the Christians. And that's exactly what he intends to do. And this is what he's using uh, to do it, I think. Cody, you know, something that, that's really interesting to me is, is that 
you know, when, when we talk about, when, when I read Laudato Si just now mm. about strengthening relationships, strength, not only with God, but with our family, with others, and with the environment. You sit back, Cody, and you take that at face value and you say, that sounds good. Of course. Yeah. That, that sounds really good. And so, but how thankful, how thankful we are that we have the great controversy because the great controversy sheds light on who's behind this movement, who is, who he's using in this world today. He's using the Kings of the earth, right? As you quoted from Gorbachev, he's using Pope Francis to bring about a state of things whereby it will do away with God's law. And that, that, like you said, that's the ultimate goal. So thank God for the great controversy. And I, and I think that that dovetails, Cody, within the framework of why we're seeing so many attacks on that book. Yeah. Because the devil realizes this is the one book that lays out exactly what my plan is. And so that's why, and how tragic it is, but that's why we have the great hoax. That's why we're going to look here momentarily at how the Seventh-day Adventist Church is connected with this environmental movement. And, and Cody, they're on the wrong side. Right. So, you know, um, that's why this assault is, is being put on to try to destroy the great controversy. Absolutely, and, and, and as you pointed out, uh, if you read the great controversy, you realize that if you were to join forces with the environmental movement, that you would actually be playing right into Satan's hand, which is why they need that book removed, and that's why it's been under fire, not just from the general conference side and their total diluting of the book but also from the independent side and the fanaticism that goes along with which one you're allowed to read and how you have to go to them uh to get the right answers which is but interesting they're using the environmental movement you know it, it's it's real simple pastor hughes they're using fear and you know the world's gonna the world's gonna explode or or flood throughout everywhere or ice age when it was back in the 70s you know in less than 20 30 years unless you give us all the power and all the money and all the resources that you have then we will make it better and of course that would play right into their hands that's that's just how the the whole thing works absolutely <laughs> now now that uh Biden's going to be in office here. We we the, we come to our second question, which is, um, what are Biden and the left's uh, intentions to institute the environmental agenda? Of course, of course, we've heard about the uh, the Green New Deal uh, prior to, but specifically with the papacy, does Biden have any attachments to working with with Pope Francis on anything environmental related? Cody, I've already seen document documents that are right out there uh, in in uh, mainstream media. Joe Biden has already made it very clear that he wants to implement the principles laid out in Laudato Si. So 
Biden is is clearly right there of one accord and following his master in carrying out exactly what Ladato C has to say. And how far Biden will be allowed to go with that? Well, we can thank God that he's on his throne and uh, he, he will dictate exactly how far uh, President-elect Biden goes and how far he doesn't go. Amen. You know, I, I noticed um, information that, again, it's, it's public knowledge, but um, Joe Biden plans to rejoin the historic Paris Climate Agreement on the day he's inaugurated. That's according to his chief of staff, Ron Klan. Uh, of course, what is the Paris Agreement, the Climate Agreement? Uh, it's known as the Paris Climate Accord and the Paris Climate Agreement. It's a legally binding treaty aimed at tackling climate change. And folks, just so you know, uh, according to the Constitution of the United States, if you sign a treaty, it is above the Constitution. So a treaty agreement with our country, according to our own Constitution, makes it higher than the Constitution. So it's, it's literally a subversion of the Constitution when it's in place. Absolutely. Um, the, the goal, the, the bottom line goal of the Paris Climate Agreement is to work toward reaching a global peak of greenhouse gas emissions as soon as possible um, and uh, to deal with the environment and the climate change, Cody. So again, we see with this Paris Climate Agreement, we see the focal point on day one of, of his inauguration. Joe Biden has already said that will be one of the executive orders that I sign. And that is bringing the United States back into this climate agreement. So, wow. Well, now let's talk about the Seventh-day Adventist Church specifically. Uh, what involvement, if any, does the mainstream Seventh-day Adventist Church have to do with being complicit in this uh, environmental movement, which is, as we've seen, uh, a movement towards the Sunday law? You know, Cody, the denomination, of course, they came out recently with a new magazine uh, that goes to every Seventh-day Adventist in good and regular standing in North America. And the December issue of the magazine, it's called Journey Magazine. There was an article in there um, where the, the man, they were talking about reinterpreting our understanding of Bible prophecy uh, in order to promote the climate change agenda. Maybe you want to pick up and, and share some of the notes that you've got there, Cody, with that. Yeah, I got, I got this is a, an article from uh, Andy Roman. Who else? Uh, folks, if you guys, if you guys are <laughs> Seventh-day Adventists, I'm, I'm not saying that any, uh, every person is trustworthy or that you should even trust uh, Andy Roman all the time. However, I do think that if you're trying to find out what uh, is going on right now with the church, this person, Andy Roman, um, he is, in my opinion, blowing the trumpet and sounding the alarm uh, of what's going on in the Seventh-day Adventist church. 
Um, and he, of course, his his website is adventmessenger.com or .org. Uh, and this is an article called From the Great Controversy to the Green Controversy, a call to reinterpret prophecy in order to promote the climate change agenda. This is from December 4th of last year, 2020. It says here, the North American Divisions magazine calls for a rollback of our historical prophetic interpretations. Adventist Journey calls for revising our discourse surrounding end time theology. They say it's time to think and talk about the end times differently. Hmm. Isn't that interesting, folks? We're going to talk about it differently because we need to reinterpret prophecy in light of the things that are going on around us rather than interpreting prophecy according to the principles of prophecy. Very interesting. Yes, indeed. But it says, uh, they say it is time, um, sorry, it's time, according to Journey Magazine, to contemplate the apocalypse in more objective modern terms. Now, when they say objective modern terms, they're trying to basically, they're, they're, what they're trying to do there is they're using verbiage that's going to make you feel stupid if you don't go along with what they're doing, you see, because what they're doing is objective, it's scientific, and as you, as you, we all saw from uh, Leonard Nimoy's video, it's extremely scientific, and ex uh, all the all the best scientists are backing this. So we need to listen <laughs> to their voices. That's what they're basically saying. It goes on. It says, and what will be the new emphasis? Climate change. Here are some of the highlights. In place of conspiracy theories and fear-mongering about the end of the world, I suggest we insert the good news of Jesus Christ in the context of objective facts about what's happening to our planet. Folks, that's, that's basically blasphemy right there. Mm -hmm. It says, we are told a third of the trees and all the green grass will be burnt up. A third of all the living cre creatures in the sea die. A third of the waters become bitter and many people die because of it. A third of the sun, moon, and stars were darkened. Revelation chapter 8, verses 7 through 12. Cody, if I can insert something here. Oh, yes, here. please, because I was going to say something about that. Please. This, this trumpet right here, which is talking about things within the environment, green grass being burned up, uh, the waters becoming bitter, that's under the third trumpet. Uh, a third of the sun, moon, and stars being darkened. That's under the fourth trumpet. Cody, this right here has absolutely nothing. This has nothing to do with our environment. These are symbols that had to do with judgments that came upon apostate peoples in the past. So for this man to say, you know, we're going to be more objective and we're going to look at things that relate from the Bible about what's happening to our planet and then uses these, these symbols in the first four trumpets. Again, the green grass that has nothing to do with the environment. That is a symbol. And if one will look at grass or also within that first trumpet, it talks about a third of the trees are burned up. Trees and grass 
throughout scripture, when it's used symbolically, is talking about God's professed people. This has nothing to do with the environment. So not only is this author, I think his name was Andy, Andy Feener, not only is he trying to rewrite the great controversy, but he is butchering, he is butchering scripture. This is pathetic. It's pathetic. It, it, it is. And I, what I was going to say in addition to that is, for, first off, this is, this is supposed to be a Seventh-day Adventist um, who understands prophecy. Clearly, that's not the case. Oh Secondly... In Revelation, we are given specific marching orders. Our marching orders do not include stopping, if we want to take this literally, stopping any of these judgments that are coming. It's not that we're supposed to somehow fight against the judgments that are coming. No, we are supposed to get the first, second, and third angel's message out. So it's kind of interesting. If you join forces, even if you interpret it the way he wants you to, even if you interpret it the way he wants you to, you would be going against God because you would be leaving your actual duty, which is the first, second, and third angel's message, to try to stop a judgment that you're not going to stop. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so continuing on, it says, The biodiversity of our planet is experiencing a holocaust, and an estimated one million species are at risk of extinction. Two billion people depend on ecosystems in dry land areas, and the United Nations estimates roughly 50 million people might be displaced within 10 years. I mean, how many times... You know what's interesting about this, Pastor Hughes, is the call to go against people who are having conspiracy theories and fear-mongering. How many times, I can't even count anymore, from Al Gore to uh, the other guy, Maurice something, and then uh, yeah. Gorbachev. Strong, Maurice, Maurice Strong. Strong, thank you. And then uh, obviously Gorbachev and the Gorbachev Foundation. How many times have we heard 10 years, 15 years, it's over, that's it, 20 years, it's over. Who's starting conspiracy theories and who's fear-mongering? Hmm. The ones who stick to the Bible and, and believe what the Bible has to say is true and timeless, or those who are talking about nonsense. Really, it's nonsense is what mm -hmm. they're talking about. It is. And joining with the United Nations. I mean, come on. It goes on. It says the prophecy about a third of the sun, moon, and stars going dark could be interpreted in a number of different ways, but it could easily point toward ecological problems with our planet. That, that very comment, again, it could easily point toward... Uh, ecological problems with our planet. The book of Revelation is full of symbols. Mm -hmm. And the sun and the moon and the stars being darkened under the fourth uh, trumpet clearly represents the, the abolishing and the removal of God's truth through the light of his word that magnified itself during the dark ages. You know, uh, different historians have said the noon of the papacy was the midnight of the world. And we refer to the time when the papacy was in power as the dark ages. 
for this gentleman, Cody, to say that the, those symbols represent the ecological problems with our planet, that, that is just a butchering. That's just a butchering of scripture. Right. It's and very unfortunate. It, you know what else is unfortunate um, in an aspect perhaps we haven't looked at here is um, how many people sounded the battle cry against this? Not many. How many people, uh, especially within our church, Seventh-day Adventists, pointed to that and said, what are, you, what are you talking about? That's not what that means. But a lot don't know. That's why, folks, if, if, uh, if you're one of those people, there's no harm, no foul. But um, we're running out of time. And uh, I think reading The Great Controversy would give you a great perspective on the past, on the present, and on the future of what's going on in this world. Absolutely. So a couple more points here. It says our air is so bad that worldwide... 4.2 million people die each year from being exposed to outside air. Some 91% of the world's population live where the air quality doesn't meet World Health Organization standards. When we look up, we no longer see the heavens the way God intended. Many of us are harmed by the air we breathe. Our society generally doesn't have much patience or need for conspiracy theories and fear-mongering. Even though that's exactly what they're offering. Very Jesuitical, in my opinion. It's a very Jesuitical statement to, do, to say it this way. Well, we're not saying this. We're saying you're doing this, but they're actually doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then we Adventists have the luxury of having science actually support our end-time theology. Well, there's a lot of other denominations that would probably say the same exact thing and interpret it the same exact way. So... Do you have any closing statements in regards to what's going on, what people can expect uh, in the future as to uh, this ecological movement and the Sunday law? Based on Gorbachev's uh, comments back in the 80s, based on Francis's updated Laudato Si in 2015, based on the fact that Biden is making uh, climate change and the Paris Accord so big by signing an executive order on Inauguration Day. Clearly, we are going to see this continue to escalate and only get bigger and bigger and bigger until we have the fulfillment of Great Controversy, page 589 and 590. And tragically, the great bulk of Seventh-day Adventists are they're, they're way out in left field. Mm -hmm. And um, I just pray, Cody, with I, I pray that Seventh-day Adventists would wake up because the latter rain is going to fall soon. And if, if we're imbibing doctrines of devils, this is foolishness, Cody. We're going we're gonna to be left out. So I just I just pray that that Seventh Day Adventists will wake up to where we are in time. Right, and uh, folks, if you don't already know, if you go to our website at www.truthtriumphantministries.org, if you need to read the Great Controversy, that's not the Great Hope, but the Great Controversy, um, nineteen eleven edition, the one used for evangelism. If you can't afford that. 
uh, just fill out the card. As soon as you go there, uh, it'll pop up. You can fill out the card, and we will get one sent to you. Absolutely. Can't tell you how important that book is. If you don't read any other book this year, let it be that one. Amen. Other than the Bible, of course. Anyway, so that's going to do it for our time today. Thank you guys uh, for stopping by another week, and we'll see you next time. God bless.